Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past, from the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Let's go, big fellow! I'm still there! Jug Travers was six feet five of brawn and muscle. He ran the Travers Ranch with an iron hand, priding himself upon being tough and strong. Even as he stood looking down on the sweet features of his failing wife, Emma, who lay so pale and still before him, his clenched hands and hard-set face hid the emotions which stirred him so deeply. Judd turned to the thin, elderly man beside him and spoke huskily. Doc, ain't there... Is there anything we can do? I'm afraid not, Judd. 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 I'm here, Emma. Come closer, Judd, dear. Take my hand. Yes, Emma. You... You'll be all right. Oh, no. No, Judd. I'm leaving you now. You and Bobby. No, Emma. No. Learn to pray, Judd. Teach Bobby the 
the power of prayer and gentleness. You, you've always been so, so hard toward others, Judd. So hard. A man's got to be tough, Emma. Tough and strong to get along. You, you don't understand. Oh, teach him, Judd. Remember my prayer. Remember. Blessed are the meek, for, for they shall inherit the earth. The meek shall inherit. Doctor. Emma has gone to her reward, Judd. She was a sweet and good woman. Oh. Oh, it, it can't be. Emma. Emma. Following the death of his wife, Judd Travers became hard and bitter. He lived more than ever by his rule that the world belonged to the tough and strong. One afternoon, Bobby Travers, Judd's 11-year-old son, entered the ranch house. Oh, Daddy. Where have you been all afternoon, Bobby? I'm over playing with Susie Bell, Daddy. She's 10 years old and almost as big as me. Mr. Bell says someday maybe we'll both have ponies and we can go riding. Hey, there. hold on. You mean to tell me you were over to that sheep herder's place? But, Daddy, they like to have me come over. And Susie doesn't have anyone to play with. Son, if you ever go to their place again, I'll give you a whaling you won't forget. But, Dad... You heard what I said. Stay away from that sheep herder's kid. Y yes, Daddy. Stop sniveling. I told you you got to learn to be tough and strong if you want to get anywhere. You'll soon learn the people that go to raising sheep ain't good for you to mix with. Now, remember that, son. Yes, Daddy. And forget that rubbish about owning a pony. Tomorrow we'll start breaking in that colt that's over in the corral. You can start in riding him. But he he's mean. I'd be afraid. And you'll get over being afraid. You're going to learn to ride that colt and like it. Now go on and get ready for supper, son. Here's Joe coming to talk to me. Yes, Daddy. What's up, Joe? I've come to tell you that sheep are back in the north range, Judd. There's plenty of other grazing land for our cattle, so we... So the sheep are range. back, huh? Well, that settles it. We're going to do something about them right now. Yeah, but, Judd, there's nothing much we can do. Get the boys as... together. Meet me in front of the corral. What are you fixing to do, Judd? I'm taking you and the boys, and we're riding over to Bell's place. I'll show that sheep herder they don't come any stronger nor tougher than Judd Travers. I'll get going. dusk as the Lone Ranger and his Indian companion Tonto rode along the trail from Red Rock toward their camp in the hills. Suddenly, Tonto pointed and spoke. Look, Kimasabi. Big fire over that way. Oh, Silver. Oh, boy. Oh. Who's got hope on a hole? Easy, oh, steady. Yes. The Baker place is over that way, Tonto. Baker sell out to a man named Bell. Him raise sheep. Bell? Tonto, I heard in town that Judd Travers was causing trouble for a sheep rancher by that name. Uh-huh. Could be that Come on, we'll investigate that fire. Come on, Silver, get him up to town. Judd Travers and his men had set fire to the big barn behind the ranch house at the Bell Place. 
Inside the house, David Bell, a soft-spoken, educated Easterner, stood watching from a window while his little daughter, Susie, clung trembling to her mother's skirt as Mrs. Bell rested a hand on her husband's shoulder. You might at least knock, Travers. What do you want? I come to tell you, Bell, that the next time we come out here, we'll burn down this ranch house. We don't aim to have any low-down sheep herders putting their flocks to graze on the North Range. But that range is open to anyone who wants to use it. Well, you ain't using it. Understand? Mama, make him go away. Ruth, take Susie in the other room. The air is cleaner there. Why, you Come, herder. Susie. <laughs> I guess you didn't like what I said a minute ago, huh, Belle? I noticed you just stand there with your hand behind your back. Don't do nothing about it. There's little I can do against a man like you. That's right, Belle. But I didn't know what a weakling you were till now, standing there as meek as one of your own sheep. Get out, Travis. What are you holding your right hand behind your back for? Maybe you're aiming to throw some lead in my back when I turn to leave, is that it? I said get out. Not before I see what you've got in that hand. Let go of my arm. I'll find out if you have a gun. Oh, so that's it. I hope you're satisfied, Mr. Travers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm satisfied. You sure couldn't hold a gun in that hand. Now, will you get out? Sure, I'll go now, Bill. But I'm warning you. Be careful where you put them sheep of yours to graze. Next time, you lose more than just your barn. All right, boys, let's go. If I still had the use of this hand, I... I'd never have had to put up with anything like this. I heard them riding away, David. To think I'd have to stand here and take that sort of thing from a man like Travers. Oh, David, dear, don't let yourself become bitter. Remember that before you injured your hand, why, you were the most famous surgeon in St. Louis. Somebody's coming. I'll see who it is. Mr. Bell? Yes. Won't you come in? A mask? Ah, oh, don't be alarmed. I saw the glow from your burning sheep barn and came to offer help. Thank you. The damage is done. The men who did it are gone. No one could help us against a man like Judd Travers. Judd Travers? Yes. He and his men fired our sheep barn. He threatened to come back and burn us out completely if our sheep aren't taken off the North Range. I see. I didn't think Travers would go that far. The man is utterly ruthless. I doubt if there's a spark of decency in his makeup. He would be no match for a man like Travers, stranger. That remains to be seen. Per perhaps he won't bother you again, Dr. Bell. What? Why do you call me Dr. Bell? I've seen your picture many times in the St. Louis papers. Tell me, why did you give up surgery for sheep raising? I... Well, My I... husband injured his right hand. He, uh... He can no longer operate. I'm sorry. But with your knowledge of medicine, you could still teach or do general lecture work or... Please. I'd rather not discuss it. All right. I don't think Travers will be back under any circumstances. What can you do to prevent him? I don't know yet. I'm going over to pay Travers a visit. After that, I'll see if... Excuse me, I tell you something? Oh, Susie, for shame. You shouldn't open the door and stand there listening like that. It's all right, Mrs. Bell. Come in, Susie. You're so tall. Will you bend down for me, please? Why, certainly, little princess. Now, what do you want to tell me? I... There. 
And I want to tell you I think you're very, very nice for trying to help Mom and Daddy. Susie, that was the best thank you I've ever received. Well, I'll see you all again. Adios. Come on, Sylvie! Don't you do it, Joe. Keep him covered. And if they make one false move, let him have it. I said put down your gun. Listen to him. <laughs> Trying to act tough. And his gun's still in leather. Stranger, Joe's keeping that gun on both of you, like I said. I give the orders around here. Oh, that case... I have to put it down for him. Right out of my hand. All right. You got the drop on us now. But, stranger, if you didn't have that gun, I'd beat you within an inch of your miserable life. I see. Gotta keep them both covered. Huh? Me watch them. Oh, put my guns here on the table. What? You mean you're aiming to stand up to me without your guns? That's the general idea, Travers. Why? You were pretty tough at Bell's Ranch. Why don't you get tough with me? I'm ready. Ready, huh? Well... <laughs> Stranger, maybe you haven't heard, but they don't come any tougher than I am. I'm not impressed, Travers. All right, you're asking for it. Now, you're going to get a beating you'll never forget, as long as you live. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. As Judd Travers moved in to fight him, the Lone Ranger realized that as tall and broad-shouldered as he himself was, the man before him was even taller and broader, outweighing him by 50 pounds. Judd Travers wore a grim smile as he raised his huge fists. I've been needing exercise, stranger. This'll do for a starter. You're not so tough. Uh, Judd Travers was breathing heavily, and he found it more difficult to avoid the lightning-like punches of the masked man. His sneering smile left Judd's face. Amazement and disbelief took its place. He tried frantically to beat down this dodging, shifting adversary with sheer brute strength, but to no avail. The Lone Ranger suddenly darted in and planted two telling blows. One to the midsection, one to the chin. Have you had enough, Travers? Or shall we repeat the treatment lightly? Oh, I, I've had enough. Why? I can't believe it. All right, we'll leave now. But, Travers, if you ever bother the bells again, I'll be back. I'll beat you to a pulp. Come on, Toto. following afternoon, the Lone Ranger and Tonto were following the trail to Red Rock. Someone coming up the trail from town, Tonto. Ah, him ride plenty past, Kimasambi. Looks like Travers Foreman Joe. Man who was with him last night. Ah, it's the same man. Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. ho, ho! Hey there, masked man! Oh, Silver, ho, oh, boy, easy. Well, Joe, you'd like to try a few rounds, well, I look, guess. stranger. You think I hold any grudge for what happened last night? Forget it. That's the best thing could have happened to Judd. Glad you think so, Joe. He deserved it. He sure did. But Judd ain't so bad when you get to know him. He's got plenty of trouble right now. I've just been to Red Rock trying to get the doctor. Doctor? Yeah. It's Judd's boy, little Bobby. He's been hurt bad. Well, what happened? Judd made him try to ride a wild colt this morning. Kid was scared and got throwed. His head hit a rock. He's unconscious. I see. Doc Sutton was away on a call. If there ain't no other doctor around here, I'll come on back. Judd'll be about crazy. Though he was kind of tough on the kid, he sure loves him. Well, uh, boy. Uh, uh, where's the boy now? At the ranch house. Otto, you ride with Joe to Travers Ranch. Got plenty of hot water ready. I'll get a doctor and bring him there. But I tell you, there ain't no other doctor for miles around. Where Don't you ask been? question, but do as I tell you. Come Silver! Mrs. Bell, I've got to talk to your husband. A matter of life or death. Come in. Good afternoon, stranger. Uh, Dr. Bell, did you bring your medical kit and surgical equipment out west with you? Yes, I did, but... Get it together and come with me right away. What's happened? Travers' son has had a serious head injury. He needs immediate attention. Little Bobby Travers? Oh, that's terrible. Judd Travers' son? I don't... David! But my hand, I can't. 
It may call for an operation. In that case... In that case, we'll find a way. You must come, doctor. Yes, doctor, you must. A short time later, Dr. Bell bent over the small, unconscious form of Body Travers, who lay on a couch in the main room of the ranch house. A tense, hushed group stood watching. Finally, the doctor looked up, a strange, grim expression upon his face. Well, doctor, it's very serious. Nothing but an immediate operation can save the boy's life. Even then, it would be a slim chance. Bobby. My little son. David. Bob. Are you sure? I'm sure, Ruth. But I, I... With this hand, you know there's nothing I can do. Oh, if there were only some way. Maybe there is a way. What do you mean? Dr. Bell, you're a famous surgeon. You have the necessary knowledge that might save Bobby's life. All the knowledge and skill in the world is of no use without a steady hand. I have a steady hand, Doctor. Use mine. Use yours? Yes. You say he has a slim chance at best. His father is willing oh, to do anything, anything to try to save him. It's, it's no use. I, I don't see how we can David. do We delay too long, Doctor. All right. I'll tell you what to do, and your hand shall take the place of mine. Everybody, get plenty of lamps, clean sheets, hot water, quickly. Ruth, you sterilize the instruments and prepare the patient. Then be ready to administer the ether. Yes, Doctor. No, I... I'm sure Bobby's going to have his chance. I'll be ready when you are, Dr. Bell. Within a very short time, the room was converted into a crude operating room. The Lone Ranger and David, wearing improvised surgical gowns and face masks of white sheeting, stood side by side near the little patient, ready to cooperate to give Bobby his slim chance for life. Meantime, Judd went into the next room. It's all my fault. Making him ride that colt. The doctor says it'll be a miracle if he comes through. If there was only something I could do. Learn to pray, Judd. Teach Bobby the, the power of prayer. The, the power of prayer, Emma said. That's what I called Dr. Bell yesterday. Said he was as meek as... as one of his sheep. God forgive me. Blessed are the meek. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom. Yes, 
quickly. Tie there. Yes, Doctor. Now, over to here. And pull to this point. Now tie. That it, Doctor? A miracle. Amazing. We're finished. Oh, David. Well, Doctor. We'll know in a few hours. Doctor. The slanting rays of the early morning sun were coming over the hill to the east. Judd Travers raised his tear-streaked face as Bobby stirred for the first time. Steady, Judd. Someday, Mr. Bell says, Susie and me will both have, have ponies go ride together. Dr. Bell, is he... Tell me. Is he... It's a good sign, Mr. Travers. Yes, I think the pressure is gone. Bobby will get well now. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you all. I... There's something I have to do. If Bobby wants me, I'll be right back. I'll tell him, Mr. Travers. Dr. Bell, now that we know Bobby will be all right, Todd and I'll leave. I don't know where Travers went. I, I'm sure he'll want to see you. Is, is Bobby awake? Daddy, Daddy. Son, I, I brought somebody to see you. Who did you bring? Come on, Susie. You, you brought Susie? Yes, he did, Bobby. And your daddy says we can play together. All we like. Won't that be fun? Can I, Daddy? Can I play with Susie? You bet you can, son. Now, I... I have another surprise for you. What is it? Look through the open window there. Joe's holding them. Two ponies. For Susie and me? Yes, son. For you and Susie. Golly. Oh, David. Hurry up and get well, Bobby. Now you'll have to get well. Uh-huh. You bet. Daddy. What is it, son? Do, do I have to be tough and strong when I grow up? Do I? We'll forget about being tough, Bobby. Just you grow up with courage and gentleness, like Dr. Bell. Or maybe strong and gentle and kind, like the mask man. The mask man? Oh, I forgot. You wouldn't know about him. He's the one... Why, where is he? Where did he go? When he was sure Bobby was all right, he and the Indian left. And we have no idea who he is. Well, he said to give Bobby the silver bullet for luck. A silver bullet, did you say? Yes, here it is. Why, why what's the matter, Mr. Travers? Bobby's mother, Emma. She must have known about him. Power of prayer and gentleness. Thank you, Lone Ranger, for that, that beating you gave me. Thank you for giving me back 
my son. The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.